Welcome to Teacher Cast. I am Danny Marker. And I'm Mia Smalley. And today we're kind of just going to be talking about what our future classroom is going to be like. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited too. Okay, good. Let's do this. All right, so let's start out with the classroom policies. So like this is like the day in, day out type of stuff. Yes. So bathroom is always a big one. What yes. do you think about bathrooms? How, how do we do this with bathrooms? Bathroom passes is going to be my go-to. It worked really well when I was in high school and like middle school mm-hmm. so I feel like it it just works it just yeah, really works I think so too I like I really like how Alfred talked about it because it's like they get a certain amount mm-hmm. and I like the idea of transferring them because I mean if you have the argumentative skills to like convince someone to give you their passes like you deserve it yeah um and then you get extra credit at the end if you don't use it. For So they have, like, a reason to stay in class. Yeah. So they have extra credit at the end of the year if they don't use them. Because Lord knows, some of those kids really do need some extra credit at the end <laughs> yeah, of the year. True. <laughs> I was one of those students, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Hey, those 20 points of extra credit, like, that's like a homework right there. Yeah, exactly. Like, no, it's true. And then for those who are like, I'd rather just be out of the class and go to the bathroom, then it's like, you do you. Yeah. You know? I like it. No. Cool. So you're down for bartering? You're down for trading homework passes? I mean, homework passes, bathroom passes. Yeah, I mean, if the student, if you can convince another student to give them, like, your bathroom pass, like, you're basically, like, convincing somebody to give up extra credit. Yeah, so, like, dang, if you're I didn't able think to, about it that way. If you're able to do that, like, I applaud you. Go for it. <laughs> Danny, Go for it, dude. Danny, I would give you my bathroom pass. Oh, I'd give you my bathroom pass, too. <laughs> I feel so loved. You should. <laughs> All right. Um, so, we've got bathroom passes. What's another time saver thing that we can do? Um, oh, good question. Um, probably just, like, I don't know, having the kids, like, turning in stuff, like, while they're, like, entering the classroom. So, having, like, your turn-in baskets, I love like, that. right next to the door. Yes, I love so it's that. it's, like, turn in your homework, get to your desk, and let's get started. Yeah, and if you have your handouts, too, for the day at the same table. So, they Ooh, walk yes. in the classroom, turn in their thing, grab the handout, go to their desk, start doing whatever they need to do. Yeah, that's yeah, I love that's it. smart. I, I love that. it. I like that that's a perfect. lot. So, speaking of that, entering the classroom. So, what are your ideas on that? I don't... I personally like the idea of, like, standing outside the door as kids come in and, like, saying hello and just talking, like, oh, how was your weekend? Mm -hmm. How did you like that homework? Just having that personal connection at the very beginning of class. If you have it set up as a routine, like, you come in, turn in your homework, grab your thing, sit down, do the bell work, whatever that is, Mm -hmm. then you can can stand at the door and have those conversations because you know the kids in the classroom are doing what they need to do to get class started. Yeah. Um, I really like the idea. I know this is like a like an elementary thing, but um, I keep on seeing like videos for it on Instagram. It's having like that poster mm-hmm. outside that has like the high five, the fist bump, the hug, but having another one of their peers do that. So one of the, another one of their peers will like stand and hold the door open and uh-huh. they can either give them somebody like a high five or like a handshake or like a fist bump or like a hug. Oh, so like so building like, the classroom building, community. Yeah, oh, building the classroom okay. community. And then, you know, of course I want like in my, a part, as a part of my bell work, I want to have the kids write down kind of like any like comments, concerns, anything that that's going on in their personal lives or in their 
you know, in the in my classroom and other classrooms that, you know, I could help them with. Yeah. And then, you know, of course, just, like, checking in daily with those, you know, with students to mm-hmm. see what, you know, their concerns are. No, I like that. I like that a lot. I like, I like what you said about the bell work thing. I like the idea of journaling. And I think that that's an easy way to fit that in is, like, they could have every day talk about one maybe good thing that happened to you or talk about one thing that's causing you a problem Mm -hmm. and then also a journaling prompt that has to do with like something they're learning so like a content-based yeah yeah. or like respond to this quote Mm -hmm. and it'll be from the reading they did the night before or or something like that i really want to incorporate music into my classroom (sighs) me too i love music me Uh, too i remember back in high school my government teacher did tuesday (laughs) tunes so every tuesday we had a different song and it was of course because it was government it was all political based so you know us as students could make suggestions mm-hmm. um, to, like, what kind of songs. Like, uh, I remember one time I had, what was it? It was a Weird Al Yankovic oh, song. I love Weird Al. It was a Weird Al song, and it fit, it fit in perfectly what we were talking about. It was, I think it was, we were talking about, like, gun control, because there was, like, something that had just recently happened. Yeah. That was kind of, like, a hot topic. So he played that song, and we all got to like, kind of, like, reflect on it. And it was really fun. It was really cool, and I really want to do that in my class. I like that a lot. I love, like, implementing music and art, and I think that's important. Yeah, because I feel like kids get bored if they just are just reading all the time. Oh, yeah. I got bored when I was just reading all the time. Same. I feel that. Same. Um, so, yeah, basically I think so far what we've got for classroom policies is really just that routine is, like, establishing Mm -hmm. what you're gonna do each day and making sure that kids know, like, what they're doing. Um, let's see. Let's talk about some smarter people than we are that have ideas on this. So, Kelly Gallagher and Penny Kittle in 180 Days, they talk about routines. Yes. Uh, Let's see. They say, we know we want students to engage in these practices every day, and the most efficient way to accomplish this is to develop routines for each each practice. Whether students are preparing for college or are significantly below grade level, we work to make every moment matter. We plan to teach bell to bell. Routines save management time. So I think that that's... I couldn't have said it better. Yeah, I couldn't... That's why these people wrote a book and we haven't. Yeah. That's what it is. That's what it comes down to. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like they had the experience. You know, what they did works. And I believe them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I honestly... Like I said, I couldn't have said it better. Yeah. So we've got bathrooms. We've got beginning of class. What about end of class? Ooh. Okay. So the idea of working bell to bell, it's a great idea, but you also have to you know, accommodate for the fact that if you're in a bigger school, Mm -hmm. you know, if you have students that have classes on, like, the complete opposite side of campus, you know, it's going to take them a little while to get over there. So, I feel like reserving, like, the last, like, like, two minutes of class, you know, for them to, like, you know, clean up and pack up, if, like, if, you know, if I go over and I end up teaching bell to bell, that's fine. But I would like to give my students at least at least a minute to, like, get themselves No, together. I'm the same way. Because, like, I could not stand those teachers, you know, the ones that were like, um, class, I'm sorry, but, um, I dismiss you, not the bell. Oh, I yes. hated those people. Oh, oh I, That's yes. like, no, I've been trained from a young age. That bell dismisses me when that bell goes <laughs> oh off. Oh, my gosh, I we're like it. Pavlov's dog. <laughs> we are. Oh, no. It's a nightmare. Oh, so, no, I'm with you. I think that, and also, I think there needs to be something at the end as like a closer to be like this is what we learned today this is what we did yeah so they remember like oh this was my goal at the beginning and I accomplished it Mm -hmm. you know yeah and just to have like those discussions in something like I hate the exit ticket I like yeah I hate that word but like 
uh, I don't know, maybe a sticky note that they put on the door or something yeah. saying, like, I learned this today, or this is what I really liked about today, or this is what I didn't really like, you know? Yeah, yeah, and then also my, like, you know, my dismissal cue is, I loved, this is something, again, my government teacher, he was a freaking phenomenal, te- like, teacher, and um, every day before we laughed, before we were, we could actually physically leave the classroom, mm-hmm. he would say, go forth, be good, do good. And it was so powerful, and you know, I was like, hell yeah, yeah. And then like it was like such like a cool like I don't know. There was just something about that that I was just like, it's It's just it just made my day. It makes my day. I love that. And I'm just like, it's such a powerful thing. And if you hear it enough times, you start believing it, and you start acting upon it. So go forth, be good, do good. He's like, have a great day, everybody. And then we'd all leave. Yeah, and see, I love that as a cue too because. One of my pet peeves, even like as a student, was when the teacher was talking or someone else was presenting and kids started packing up. Like, I get yes. it. You need to go where you're, like, I, you need to get where you're going. I know. I you're understand. Nancy. It's time but to leave. But seriously, just chill for a second because mm-hmm. it's the worst to be up there presenting something and then, like, people are just leaving. Like, mm-hmm. you're like, this is horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I feel horrible. Like, you feel embarrassed and you feel, like, kind of, like, I don't know, defeated yeah. in a way. No, I feel that. Yeah, so I think that we've got classroom practices basically summed up, yeah? Yeah, I think so. All right, good. Alrighty, so homework, major assignments. Yeah. Thoughts? Um, I hated homework when I was in high school. Same. I still hate homework now. Same. And like, I've it matters. It. I think I've hated it more in college. Really? Than I have, you know, in actual, like, high school. Because I like, had, like, less. fun stuff in high school. Like, you was like, well, chill. you went to a cool high school. I went to a horrible, literally, I all we did. tiny ass okay. high school. <laughs> okay, in my high school, you know what we did? We got vocab on Mondays. Vocab was due on Mondays, and then grammar sentences were due Tuesdays, and then we had an essay due every Friday, and then, like, something else due Wednesday and Thursday. Every day we had something due. We had a packet that we turned to at the end of the week. That's it. Not it had, like, it had spelling. Spelling? It How had old were you? vocab. Oh, I was, a, I was, like, a soft, it was, this, this is my sophomore and senior year of high school. Spelling. Jeez. <laughs> I am more educated. <laughs> You're a terrible speller, too. Uh, I know. I know. It did nothing for you. I know. All right. Well, we talked about turning in stuff, like the turn-in basket. Yeah. So, how do you feel about designated days, like, for homework turn-in? Do you think that it should be a routine where they know what day they're turning things in? Yes. Um, Do you think that everything should be due on one day or you should spread it out throughout the week? What do you think? Um, I kind of like what... I kind of I really liked what my my high school English teacher did. I'm gonna take a lot of the ideas that my teachers did. That's what in teachers high do. School. That's I mean, like part of the job description is like stealing things from other people. Right. Literally. I mean, hey, you know what? If it works, it works. Um, having just like a packet, so like having the kids have like a reading, and then they have like you know like long answer question that they have to answer, and then you know having like vocab and like you know sentences and you know grammar and all that happy hoo ha stuff. So. You know, having that due on a specific day of the week, you know, so that also it's a stress reliever for ourselves because mm-hmm. instead of getting a giant stack of papers from like a bunch of classes, yeah, you have true. like a smaller stack of papers that you have 
from like each day that you can conquer and get through a lot faster than, you know, if you had a giant pile at like the end of each day. Does that make any sense? No, I've lost I've lost your thread. <laughs> so basically each class turns in their homework on a different day of the week. Oh, okay, so first period would turn all their stuff in on Monday. Yeah. Okay. And then like second period on Tuesday. I see. You know. Yeah, I don't know. Because I like I liked the way that my class was set up where it was like Monday this was due Tuesday because it helped teach me like time management you know mm-hmm. what I mean as opposed to I know I know you and I know that this is probably what you did which was do everything Thursday night before it was due Friday no like my homework oh. was due on like you were a better student back then than I you was know. a way better student <laughs> in high school college has changed me for the rem- worst for the worst I try to be a better person but let's be honest <laughs> That ship sailed a long time ago. I left, I, you know, it docked, you know, freshman year of college, and then it left without me. Freshman year of college. No, I just, I think it teaches kids, like, time management skills. Like, this is how you split up what to do, and you attack it, you know, so that they aren't doing mm-hmm. their entire packet the night before to do. Because in yeah. high school, that was me. Like, yeah. I was that kid that was like, I can get it done in one night. Why am I going to break it up? But, like, that's a life skill you need for college. Like, when you get here, yeah. you need to know how to, like, But also, like, I and... don't want to, you know, be that teacher that, like, throws, like, a, uh, you know, like an essay or, like, a packet at them, yeah, you know, on the same day that they have, like... A, a big homework assignment do like in like other classes yeah well I think that brings up like the point of like what type of assignments are you giving because like I don't know if I would want to do like folk like mm, I like vocabulary I think it's important for them to learn but I feel like it's it would be better if you could implement it in a way where it's meaningful you know so like instead like they talk about like writing groups and stuff um Gallagher talks about it um and I think Kittle does too and having like those end of the year portfolios that they're working on so they're mm-hmm. working on an assignment that's for the oh. end of the year but you know okay. what I mean so yeah. like every week I was thinking you could have like let's say Friday would be your lit group days mm-hmm. so like I would give an extended period of reading time on Fridays like 20 mm-hmm. minutes they would have to read and then after that they would go into their lit groups and they would talk about what they're reading, how it's affecting them, you know, that type of thing. Oh, okay. So, like, the group as a whole isn't reading the same book. But, no, like, no. that group is, e- like, each individual student is, like, reading their own book. Yeah, okay. they've got their lit group. And cool. then, like, Wednesdays, for example, would be their writing day, which is when they would bring in what they've been working on for their portfolio and get that assistance from their group. So, they're being held okay. accountable for their reading and their writing as homework. I like that. But, you know, they don't... And then, as the teacher, you can implement, like, hey, this is your vocab for the week. Try to use these words in your writing, or try to notice words from your reading that you would like to know and use as vocab, you know? Mm -hmm. So, instead of being, like, here's your vocab packet, you can be, like, hey, you create your own vocab list from what words you don't know while you're reading your Mm -hmm. book, you know? Yeah. That makes sense? Yeah. No. That makes sense. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Definitely gonna steal that from you. <laughs> oh, are you? You're I'll, a real life teacher. You know, I'll you know, I'll I'll, I'll quote you on it. You oh, you will. I'll just put a little signature at the bottom. <laughs> yes, yeah, do it. Like created by you know, Miss Molly. <laughs> I know. love it. <laughs> All right, so that's just homework. Yeah. Also, like return policies. Like, how many days do you want to you know give yourself to like at least return <sighs> their homework? I like to get it back as soon as possible because. 
they need that feedback, you know? Mm-hmm. Especially if it is, like, a writing thing that they're working on throughout the year. They need my feedback as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, to be realistic now, when you have, like, 50 kids per class, like, it's gonna be hard to get back that yeah. much. See, that's why I wanted to do, like, the whole, like, one class turns it in on one day so mm-hmm. that you don't feel overwhelmed you as, don't like, a feel teacher. That yeah. You know? I mean, maybe, I think that that could still be possible. Just, like, yeah. No, I see what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Because that's really overwhelming. Yeah. If you have, like, 150 kids, they're all turning in something. I'm over here the idealist, like, yeah, let's just make sure we're teaching them time management. And I'm over here, like, I can't manage my own time. (laughs) What am I trying to teach? I'm going to be be rule of myself. (laughs) I'm, no. (laughs) No. I can't do it. I can't do it. No, that's a good idea. Also, like, um... What's another one? Uh, just, oh, kids correcting their homework. Kids correcting their homework? For, you know, a better score. Oh, I have so many feelings. Um, yeah, I'm so conflicted on this because I definitely believe that in real life you get second chances. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so I think that's really important. But there are also fast deadlines on things like if you're at work and you have a project and it's due and you're going to present it to these people and then they're going to decide whether they want to hire you or not or hire your company or not whatever you're doing Mm -hmm. you don't get a second chance when it comes to that type of stuff so like i don't i mm, i don't know see where i feel in that is kind of it's kind of where you're you're at i feel like for smaller assignments for like you know like a homework packet or something like that you know i will let my students go back like you know kids have rough days sometimes they're up all night they really you know they're getting swamped with like homework they forget an assignment that's where you know they you know they kind of throw something together they turn it in and it's not the best it's not their best work yeah you know having them you know that you know what's the best work yeah having them come back and saying hey i made these corrections and instead of giving them the full points make them half the points Okay, I could live with that. Yeah, so yeah, they're not get, so it's like you know what it's like you should have gotten this done on time. So it's teaching them those time management skills, but still, however, it's giving them the opportunity mm-hmm. to be like, hey, you know, I understand. I've been there. I know what you're feeling. Yeah, here's you know an opportunity to kind of like redeem yourself a little bit. Yeah, no, I like that a lot. What about like grade curves? If my class is just really bombing that year, I might cur- I might curve it a little bit. You know what I I was thinking about is if your whole class does very poorly on something, like that's more of a reflection on the teacher than True. on the students. Like True. at that point, you need to like sit back and say, what did I do wrong? I feel like what I would do is I would actually just take whatever like say it's like a, it's like a test. Mm-hmm. I would actually have all of my kids sit down. And we'll just hammer out, you know, what went wrong here. No, I like that. Because once they start thinking about, like, oh, this is what I did wrong, and, like, seeing that, then mm-hmm. they can... It's like that metacognition, like, my brain did this thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's what I'm saying makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, That's like, I made oh, this I mistake, okay. now I know how to not do it again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. You, you see me. You know what I'm saying. I know. I don't, I Thank you. I see you. I see you. You got me. I'm picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> Thank you. It's rough. All right, so yeah, yeah. I think Um, just big assignments. I kind of, I really, I really want to do like a portfolio or just have like a big portfolio. I like big projects. Like I still have my 
uh, senior exit project portfolio here in my apartment. And do you really? I do. It's a that giant green. Oh my gosh, you do. Look at that. Do. It's beautiful and wonderful. And I know, like, I had another one that I wish I had. I wish I kept it. Honestly, I was so dumb. It was that um, that photo album that I made for my ex boyfriend. It was, was I a self-inflicted so much, project. I, I put so much blood, sweat, and tears into that, and I, it's it's on the other side of the country or in a, a landfill somewhere. That would break my heart. Honestly, I don't think his mother would have let him throw it away. I think she would have kept it. I would have been like, you keep that. Right? It's worth it. Just even if you're having a bad day, be like, someone loved me once. <laughs> it's like, I was loved once. <laughs> Once upon a time, someone loved me enough to make this for me. Yeah. Because I had screenshots, because I didn't have a phone. I had screenshots of our first emails. Emails! Oh, yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. Emails. Mm-hmm. I had, like, ticket stubs in there. I had, oh pi- like, our gosh. first pictures together. I was a hopeless romantic. Like, we're talking, like, well, did sappy he, romantic. Did he break your heart, or did you break his? I broke his. Well, then, yeah, he probably threw that out. I would have burned it. But why? <laughs> because you could have repurposed that. It was a really nice repurposed it. I mean, hey, just every take time, out my pictures. No, and take out our little memories. Every time you see it, you're gonna think about like, yeah. Once upon a time, someone loved me, and then they stomped on my heart, you tore it what? to bits, and threw it. You know what? Off a bridge. I. That was like the hardest decision I ever had to make. Well, this has officially gone off track. Oh, officially. <laughs> Pretty sure we can cut all of that out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we're definitely gonna have to cut this all out. That's so, okay. uh, this was a good talk. Yeah. It's also like 12 minutes long. That's fine. It's cool. Cool. So, what are we doing again? Podcast. Podcast. Yes. yes. Reading yeah, and writing. Right. We're talking about reading. Reading and writing. Okay. Um. Yeah. I had a bone to pick. Let's do it. Let's hear it. All right. Picking bones. Why do English teachers have all the responsibilities? I don't know. Like reading and That's writing are like question. the most important life skills, and we have to yeah. teach both of them somehow. I I don't know. Honestly, I think it would. I think that there's just not enough hours in the day. There's not. Like, in the school day for there to be a separate reading teacher and a separate, like, writing teacher. We should just get rid of history. We need a little bit of history. I know. I mean, like... History. What if history teachers also had to be reading teachers? And then we just got to be writing teachers. Or why don't we just, like, divvy up the responsibilities? Because I feel like with history teachers... Let's be honest. We were meant to be readings and writings. <laughs> and because, you know what? Because writers read a lot. It's true. And, you know. I mean, it kind of goes hand They do go hand. hand in hand. That's why it's so hard, I think, to separate them out. Is like, you can't be a good writer without being a good reader. Yes. And you can't read with purpose unless you know how to write. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, see? It's, it's like, it's almost like I'm going to be a teacher one day. Right? It's weird. It's crazy. It's a weird feeling. Anyway. That just got real. That got real, real quick. Yes. All right. Okay, so what kind of readings do you want to do in, like, in your classroom? Well, 
I mean, I talked a little bit about like the lit circles. I like the idea that we have a class book that we're working on as a group because mm-hmm. I think that that collective reading experience is really important. Mm-hmm. But I also think that they need to be doing more reading than just that. And yes. that they need to be reading things that interest them, mm-hmm. that they like. And so I think that's what the lit circle should be about. Yeah. So everyone reads at different speeds, but they should be getting through, I don't know, a book at least one book on their own in a quarter but I think yeah. more than that yeah I definitely agree I mean um I think were they called book talks I think they were called book talks where you were given a like you got to choose whatever book you wanted to read mm-hmm. there's typically like a list if you had like a hard time picking yeah but, like or you could like go to the teacher and like have one be like approved um you know and then there's a bunch of different activities that you could do. Yeah. Like, I remember I did um, The Great Gatsby. It's oh, one of my absolute favorite books. I love Gatsby. Ooh, I love it. And for one of my, you know, one of my activities is I dressed up like one of the characters. And, like, Cute. presented, like, my side of the story. And, like, I love it. I acted as, and I was Jordan. That's her name, right? Oh, Jordan. I hated Jordan. I'm sorry. Continue. She was like, but like that was a person that I could most easily like dress up as because I had oh, the dark hair and you know. Yep, you were, you were my hair is it. too long to be able to fit under a wig. Your hair. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go with her. Because she's I like, like it. so she's like, I felt like she was kind of like a like a secondhand character. I was like, she was. Bring, no, it would be her to light, it you know? would be interesting. And, you know, I, I had like a bunch that. of other activities, you know. So you're thinking like maybe like lit talks? So like the lit talks, right? But you would also have, like, a menu, like, a project menu that mm-hmm. you would be able to do. I like that. So how many would you want in... Because when I was in AP Lit my senior year, we were expected to read a book on our own, one every month. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I feel like that might be a lot. Yeah. Do you think that you would want them to read a book on their own and do the project over a quarter? Yeah. And then, like, use their Lit Talk kind of as, like, a support a support group that sounds so <laughs> bad. But, you know, like... I mean, yeah. Kind of like a support group, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would... So like would, yeah, their lit talk every bit. week was would be like a check in, like, hey, this is what's happening in my book, or like, this is how I'm working on my project, mm-hmm. or like, you know, if somebody's like stuck somewhere, yeah, they could be like, hey, let's bounce, support. like, you know, can I bounce some ideas off of you, you know, for some support and some help, and you'd be like, yeah. So, no, I like that a lot. I think that's a genius idea because also it it also teaches the kids, you know, like you know responsibility and stuff like that yeah you know time no, management I, a I lot agree. of time management it's a lot of time management. so that's a big thing also types of readings you know what genres what books yeah short stories long stories poor like you know like novels poems. Yeah. and i love i love 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 poetry and i know that a lot of people hate poetry yeah um but i think it's important to teach because poetry requires so much planning and a different type of planning than like essay writing you know what mm-hmm. i mean um, yeah, and then I think there needs to be a balance between student choice and teacher choice because mm-hmm. teachers aren't going, I mean, students aren't going to want to read some of, like, yeah. did you want to read Brave New World all that much? Yeah. But in the end, after you read it and, like, you get to discuss it and explore it as a class, you realize there's a lot more meaning in it than mm-hmm. you originally would have gotten out of, like, the Hunger Games. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's trying to find, yeah, especially just trying to find that good, like, student-teacher, like, choice balance. But what you were talking about with, like, the lit circles and the reading groups, like, then they have their choice there. Like, Mm -hmm. that's their choice. That's their decision. And in the classroom, we could have more choice. Ugh, 
I'm one of those teachers. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm just a little no, controlling. I totally know what you mean. Like, you know, there's a lot of books that's like, I feel that like a lot of people aren't reading anymore. Yeah, I want to bring them back. Like Night by Ellie Wiesel. Oh my gosh, this is my favorite. That's love, literally my favorite book of all time. I, I love it, that book. Like once every year. At um, least. The Book Thief. Oh, that book oh, made me cry. I, I have a copy of it right now, and I just I know so every good. time I read that book, I'm depressed for weeks afterwards. Like, I know, but it's so and good. For some reason, the more I read it, like the third time that I read it, mm-hmm. I was way more depressed than the first time I read it. For some reason, it gets worse mm-hmm. the more I read it. Because I feel like if you read something again. You know, you pick up on things that you didn't oh, you see, see it coming. That, you know, it's the worst. Also, you see it up, but also you start looking for minor details that you missed before. Yeah, that makes like, you even more sad or even more true. happy. I know. And then also, what's another one that I really liked? Um, the things they carried. I've never read that one. My, it's it's really my sister's good. favorite book, and I've never read it's it. It's really good. It's depressing, but it's really good. I like it's a lot really of really good. depressing books. I do too. Also, no, the Crucible. Plays. I love The Crucible. I'm yes. sorry. And I love plays. I love bringing plays into the classroom. Also, I think allowing the students to, like, be funny with it, too. Yeah, of course. Oh, like, you know, like, gender bending. Like, you oh, know, having course. the guys do, like, female part. Like, you know, like... Yeah. You know, I remember this one kid in my class, Hunter. Oh, love him. Love him to death. He would... If he was playing a girl... He would put on this, like, really, like, girly, like, high-pitched voice. Oh, my gosh. It was hilarious. And we had such a good time with it. Like, even my teacher was laughing. She was like, you need to be serious, but, you know, like, this is actually kind of funny. We read uh, The Importance of Being Earnest um, by Oscar Wilde. Yes. And we did the same thing. And it's such a funny play to begin with. Mm -hmm. But, like... To have students do that, that type of thing, it made it even better. Mm-hmm. And even having just those read-alouds with the plays, I think that's so fun. Like, mm-hmm. even with Shakespeare and oh, things like that. Because Hamlet is hard enough to get through on your own. Mm-hmm. Having people act it out or, like, play it or giving each, like, I don't know, groups, like, this is a scene that you're going to play. Mm-hmm. You can make it into a different like change the genre so like Gilmore now it's girls. like Gilmore Girls <laughs> yes. I've never seen Gilmore Girls okay I, I, need like to show you that, that I need to show you that episode I feel it's like I'd love that fantastic. episode I love it it was great it was funny um also Jared Padalecki's in it so you love me even more oh yeah your husband I can't make comments right now okay um <laughs> <laughs> all right and then also like with like you know readings that are harder to understand yeah. is like we were talking about this last night it was the texts back and forth between two characters. Yes, I love that idea. I think I that love, that would be love, really love good for te- you know, say that there's a there's a couple of students that really understand what's going on and that can break it down for students that really are like, okay, I'm very lost. Like I'm so lost. They can yeah. break it down by doing that and they can kind of like present it. No, I love that. I think that's a great idea. And then even if they see that, then they can go back to the text and be like, okay, I understand what's happening. Mm-hmm. So they get that understanding. Also, weird side note, how do you feel about students teaching concepts I like it I think that honestly I feel like to teach you have to understand better Mm -hmm. and then on top of that if you don't understand something and your peer is coming to you I think that that kind of lowers your defenses as opposed to like this teacher who like is the high and mighty and they know everything Mm -hmm. well of course when they come to you and they're like oh well this is the concept this is how it works you're gonna be like well of course you understand it you've been you went to school for four years and got a degree like Mm -hmm. whatever yeah when your peers come to you and they're like oh this is how i got it it's more relatable yeah they're able to break it down in ways that we won't think about yeah exactly because we're such in a teacher mindset we're just like teacher teacher yes we must do it this way you know we must teach we must teach we're (laughs) teaching robots 
I don't want to be a teaching robot, Danny. Teacher bots. We're teacher bots. No. <laughs> I refuse to be a teacher bot. Okay. No, but I think that's good. And then you do get those other perspectives. And when you see a student teach it a certain way, you're like, wow, you know what? I never thought about doing that. Mm-hmm. And then you can incorporate it into like, exactly. your own teaching style. Kids are smart. I think that's something that we really need to remember. It's like kids yeah. are freaking smart. They are. They really are. So I think that we, I think we talked about reading. That's the uh, thing that we talked writing. about. All right. So, reading. No writing. Nope. Yeah, that's a thing. Writing is a thing. Writing is a thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's kind of what this whole class is about, yeah? Yeah. Is that what we've been learning all year? I think so. I think so, too. I hope so. I hope so. I hope I'm in the right class. That <laughs> <laughs> We're in the wrong that class. sucks so hard. Okay. But you know what? It would have been worth it, because Alfred's great. Alfred is great. Is this us trying to get extra credit? <laughs> Alfred, no, you're great. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Alfred, if you want to give us extra <laughs> credit for that, we would greatly appreciate it. We love you so much. You're wonderful. We really do. No, it's we true. Really we do. do. We do. All right. Shout so, out to Alfred. Shout out to Alfred. So we've been talking so much like about our own thoughts and opinions and like i miss hearing from the other small smart people yes know? the people that write the books and the, the articles. people that write the books and the articles we've read so many articles and <sighs> yes in books yes yeah there's this one what's it called again um teach writing as a process not product by donald m murray 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 all right so he says this thing he says None of these implications require a special schedule, exotic training, extensive new materials, or gadgetry, new classrooms, or an increase in federal, state, or local funds. They do not even require a reduced teaching load. What they do require is a teacher who will respect and respond to his students, not for what they have done, but for what they may do, not for what they have produced, for, but for what they may produce if they are given an opportunity to see writing as a process, not a product. Honestly. Like, I... Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yes. I think that is beautiful. And I think that's personally the thing that I've learned the most in this class mm-hmm. is that writing just needs to be a process. It's not the end goal that we need to teach. Like yeah. it's not this is what a beautiful paper looks like. It's like this is how you get to a beautiful paper. Yeah. You know? And I feel like that's, you know, that's something that we really need to start, you know, teaching. You know, because kids, I feel like kids now you know, that are very, like, motivated or in those schools that are, like, this is what you have to do, this is how it has to be perfect, you know? Yeah. You know, they're they're trying to reach that end goal, and they're not really thinking about, like, the process in which it takes. And teachers aren't teaching the process in which it takes to get to these good papers. No, it's true. I never wrote a rough draft, like, before college. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Like, no, everything I wrote, I. that was like, yep, that's perfect, the end. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it wasn't. It was garbage. And I know that now. Well, I mean... I don't know if it's because my teacher was, like, really lenient, but, like, I did pretty well on my papers. I did, too. But you know what? It's because I think we knew what to write to make them happy. Mm-hmm. Like, we learned how the school writing worked. Yeah. Like, the five-paragraph essay, you just plug it in. Yeah. And oh, those rubrics. Oh, those rubrics, Rubrics though. were... If you followed that to, like, a T, you were guaranteed Yeah, you're an fine. A. You're fine. You're guaranteed an A. And but if you go not... without... Side of the, and you're scared to go without, uh, like, I don't know, outside of those parameters. Yeah, because if you do, you don't know if you're going to be punished for it. Yeah. So you're scared to take that risk. Mm-hmm. And so we got to teach them, like, no, taking a risk in writing is what you should be doing every mm-hmm. time. Even if you fail sometimes. 
See, like, what I liked with, like, you know, this class is, like, how Albert hasn't given us, like, really strict guidelines, and she's kind of been like, here's a free-for-all, kind of do what you want. Yeah, you gotta, no. you gotta have these things within your, you know, within your assignment. I hated that so much. Fun. Because, you oh know, I'm gosh, so yes. used to, like, this is a rubric, and that's what I do. And I st- most college professors are still that way. Like, this is what you do. And I hate, mm-hmm. like, not knowing, like, wait, you want me to actually, like, form thoughts and, like, have opinions and feelings like yeah. uh, i'm not like take risks i don't think that i can do that it's so scary it is it's so scary but then the multimodal essay oh just... chills yeah. chills honestly, i was so scared but it is honestly like one of the writings i've done that i'm the most proud of see i know i, I could have done way better with it you think so yeah because well remember mine got completely deleted oh that's right to completely rewrite it yeah that again. was rough i, I felt bad i cried for several hours I believe that I would have. I would have. Cried. It was rough. It was really, really I rough. Cried too. No, it was just. It was so different, and such a unique experience. Like that's something I definitely want to do. Yes. With my students. Yeah, it was so much fun, and like I know that my students are gonna be like, "Why are you making us do this? This is so dumb." And I'm yeah. Just, like, it's it's fun. Like. And it is, and they get to tell their own story and their yes. own experiences, and that matters. Mm-hmm. Um. I like the infographic too. I think that mm-hmm. was really interesting. I I struggled a lot with the infographic because I'd never done anything like it before. Mm-hmm. Um, See, yeah. I thought mine looked kind of dumb because I didn't use one of those, like, the picto charts or anything so like that. But it made it so different. I liked it. I liked it so much. I liked Thank yours you. a lot. I really Thank did. Thank you. Appreciate that. You're welcome. I struggled with it. I was like, I don't know. I'm like, I'm going to put this together. It's going to look like a house because homeschooling and de-schooling. That's so clever. I love it. Yeah. See, but that's like thinking outside the box. Yes. Yeah. outside the house. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I know, dumb jokes, dumb jokes. How are we even friends? Okay. <laughs> I'm leaving now, bye. Bye. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, and that, that's been our podcast. Have a good day. Bye, gotta go. <laughs> just just that's it, bye. <laughs> We're gonna end kidding. on that note. Um, um, yeah, so I think the main thing we want to talk about with writing was how it's a process. So, like, that goes back to our writing groups our writing Wednesdays, I guess it's decided that yeah, that's happening on Wednesdays, Wednesdays mm-hmm. where they bring in like a part of their portfolio, their end of the year portfolio and mm-hmm. like have peers look at it and you know, I think that that's a good idea. Yeah. So that they're working on this throughout the year and like they have a deadline, which is the end of the year, but mm-hmm. they have so much time within that deadline that they can write and then get feedback, mm-hmm. rewrite, revise, get more feedback from their peers, from us as teachers from themselves after they've seen their peers work you know mm-hmm. and I think it's also a really good experience for those students that are really struggling with writing and like they don't like it because they actually I feel like they I don't know why but I have this really good feeling that like at the end of that project they're gonna have something that they're really 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 freaking proud of because they worked so. so hard on it no I think you know so. it's probably gonna you know take a little bit of teeth pulling to get them to actually do it but I think oh, in yeah. the end they're, they're gonna be like okay I see why she did this and I appreciate and why if she you did this. make it relevant if you make their writings like the writings that they have to do relevant and fun and interesting Mm -hmm. I think that they'll be more willing to do it because I'm more willing like in college I'm more willing to do homework and things like that because I know that they directly relate to my future yeah as opposed to high school I was like why am I like no yeah like and now (laughs) I don't care now looking back on it as like you know being a teacher and everything like that it's just like I'm gonna steal that project yes it's It's so exciting see what you did there (laughs) see what you did now I'm going to steal it (laughs) again I think that's part of teaching yeah just just being a thief yeah exactly we're klepto teachers a lesson thief a lesson thief 
we should write another book like uh zusak sorry but like we're taking over <laughs> no more the book thief it's shall be the, the, the lesson thief, thief. yes <laughs> oh goodness gracious did we talk about writing is that what we did we did we did Are we talk good? about writing i think we're good yeah that's yeah enough. Classroom setup song, please sing it. Classroom setup, classroom setup. All right, we're gonna be talking about. I'm gonna be so embarrassed by that. No, don't cringe already. Beautiful, don't cringe. All right, so everyone loves it. How do you want your classroom to look? What do you? What are elements that you want in your classroom? Well, we already talked about like the turn-in table, Mm -hmm. which I love the name for, by the way. Turn-in table, guys, go to the turn-in table. Um, I want books everywhere. That's the thing I want. I want a hobo couch. You want this hobo couch? Here, explain hobo couch. Okay, so the hobo couch. It started in eighth grade, Mr. Hill's classroom. He had this raggedy old couch. It was, like, really comfortable. It was old. Like, it was, like, falling apart kind of old. And he always referred to it as, like, the hobo couch. Like, it was, like, an old couch that he had from, like, when he was in college. And just, like, he kind of just carried it around. And his wife was like, yeah, we don't want this in our house. He's like, okay, so he just like put it in like the back of his classroom. Makes me feel uncomfortable knowing he had that in college. I feel like bad things happened on that couch. Nothing bad happened. He was a good person. (laughs) He was really cool. He He lived in the Amazon for most of his life. Like the Amazon like rainforest. Like with the indigenous people. That's legit. Yeah. He sounds like a cool guy. He's really cool. He brought like yeah, he has pictures and stuff like that, and it's like it's pretty legit. It's pretty cool. I want him to be my teacher. I'll introduce you to it one day. That makes me happy. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, hobo couch. Lots hobo of books. Couch. Mm-hmm. Lots and lots of books. Bookshelves everywhere. That's how I want it too. Pinterest has some great ideas for like bookshelves. Like I saw one that it's like an all black bookshelf. Uh-huh. And like where like in like the little like shelves themselves are like painted different colors. I love that. It's so pretty. That's so pretty. And also the desk. What desk? Desk with the books. Oh, yes. The okay. teacher desk. So there's Explain a teacher that. desk that I found that has, like, on the outside, I guess, panels. It's so spines of a book. So it looks like it's a giant yes. like, bookshelf. So it looks like the desk looks like a bookshelf. It's yes. beautiful. And I it's love so it cute. so much. I love it. That's so cute. Also, I want cardboard cutouts of Jensen Ackles, Jared Padalecki, and Misha Collins in my classroom. That would be beautiful. Can I have my precious boys in there? They're gonna... I need my angel and my two hunters to keep me sane. <laughs> that would encourage me as a student, just seeing their faces every day. Right? That would encourage me as a student. Yes. Um, desk arrangement. I don't know. Personally, I don't have any set desk arrangement. I yeah. think it really depends on what you're doing. I'm a big believer in having movable desks. Yes. Because um, I think that depending on the day depending on the activity like it's going to be different how your desks are mm-hmm. set up also how big is your how big your classroom is going to be oh that's so that scares me because like i know i don't have control over that like they'll be yes. like this is your room and i'm gonna be like i'm in a shoe box why yeah it's like <laughs> this is a shoe box this is a it's like uh, is this harry potter is, you know what? You it's know like what covered you could, under the stairs it's a covered under the stairs and you know what would be really cool is if you were if you did have a really small classroom you could make it the cupboard under the stairs that would it. be so cute. That would be like the theme of your classroom, Harry Potter. Except I 
I can't say this. I feel like you'll judge me. Why? I'll get kicked out of your apartment. No, no, no. I'm, I mean, I'm not into, I'm not that into Harry Potter. No, that's okay. Oh, to each, the, to each their own. I had so much fear for a minute there. To each their own. Thank you. You understand me. Um, I try to be. I try to be understanding. You do a good job. Thank you. You're welcome. You're gonna make me cry. <laughs> we cannot cry on this podcast. We're strong. What are we? Independent <laughs> teachers. <laughs> Remind me what's this podcast about again? Uh, classroom setup. Oh right, that's right. Oh, also, um, I'm a foodie at heart. Oh gosh, this idea. Please tell them. Okay, so I'm definitely gonna have a Keurig in my classroom. Oh yeah. Mama needs her coffee. <laughs> Mama needs her coffee. Oh my god. <laughs> And you know what? It just like just the smell of like freshly brewed coffee is like you're gonna make your kids so cleanser. jealous because let's be honest, nowadays everyone drinks coffee. I see my sixth graders come in and they've got like Starbucks. Like, what is this? What you know what? Madness? I'll do this. I, like, I'll have the kids like you know go home with a permission slip, and if you know, I'll have their parents sign off of whether or not they can have coffee. Oh my gosh! And their te- and their their parents their parents can donate coffee to my classroom and disposable cups. I see. You know? So I'm if gonna a kid suck needs... for those kids whose parents are like, nah, no coffee for you. They're sitting in the back like... They can have like hot cocoa or like okay. tea. Tell them about the other thing. About your snack bar. Oh, I really... Okay, so... You know, with the way... Especially out here in Arizona, there's a lot of like Title I schools. So there's a lot yeah. of kids that can't afford, you know, like like breakfast and like foods and stuff like that so I kind of want to have like a little bit of like a snack bar type thing so you know if, co- you know if one of my students comes in and they're just really in a grumpy mood and you know it's like you know what hey why don't you go back there and grab yourself a pop tart or like some like trail mix or something like that because sometimes like one of the things that's like upsetting to a kid it's like you know it's like they're hungry they're tired you know yeah or you know it's even for me like I get hangry. You do. You really, I do really get hangry. do. And it's kind of dangerous. So it is. It's frightening. You know, and also just involved. like, if you know, say like you know that particular student has some like younger siblings who you know they don't have, they can't afford like snacks and stuff like that. They are more than welcome to take some for like their younger siblings and stuff like that. And I think it's just like you know to make the classroom environment just a little bit more fun. Yeah. Also, just have to you just have to remember to take into account you know like peanut allergies and yeah, everything allergies like that. And stuff. Seriously, when does peanut allergies start? Because <laughs> like, I, like seriously, I, I grew up. I never had peanut allergies or anything like that. Like, I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich every day, and I have been having that every day since I was in kindergarten. Yeah, well, I mean, they've probably always been around. It's just now we actually care about them. You know, other back in the past, they were like, just let the kids die if they aren't strong enough to yeah, survive the little peanuts. dirt on it and walk it off. You know, just you know, you're good. Just rub some dirt uh, on it and call it good. Gosh, we're terrible terrible people no i wouldn't say that me on the other hand yeah oh my gosh whatever (laughs) so and um, again this was my thing she said this and i don't think it's such a good idea but um like money how does money work i don't know i don't understand how money works oh yes so so talk to them about money from my understanding is like if you buy something for so my dad has a private company he has his own like engineering company so he... She's rich, by the way. No, I'm not. Okay, continue. So, what he did was he goes out and he'll go out to, like, lunches and stuff like that with clients. And he'll pay for it. Yeah. And because they were talking business during that lunch, he could write it off on his taxes. Does that work if, like, we're teachers working for the government? Is that a thing? Yeah. Because, you know, you're... 
I don't know how money works. I don't know. I think we, we really need somebody that has like we need we need like a finance major. Yeah, we need like a business major in here to like really clarify that. We need like six different special guests on this podcast. That's kind of like what my understanding is. It's just like you know, if you're buying stuff in you know for the purpose of like your work or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Well, regardless, I'm a believer of food in the classroom. I don't like the idea of kids not being allowed to eat or drink in my classroom. I think it's definitely something like. You have to explain, lay rules out for at the beginning of the year, like, hey, you need to behave, you don't leave your wrappers everywhere, just treat this place like what it is, it's a classroom, it's somewhere we're all here to learn, it's Mm -hmm. a room that we all share, so don't use it as your trash can. Yeah, it's like, Um, I'm like, your mama doesn't live here, she ain't picking up after you, if your mama's picking up after you, you need to grow up and just move on. No, you can't, stop telling kids to grow up here. (laughs) I've only said that once. (laughs) You cannot quote me on that. <laughs> I'll say that in my head, but out, okay, out loud I'll say, little boys and girls, you need to not treat this like a dumpster. This is a classroom. You need to be nice. I don't know what I'm going to say. Yeah, your high honest. schoolers are going to be so angry with you. <laughs> um, I had another thing to say. Oh, I'm also going to have a fridge and a microwave in my classroom. Yeah, she's crazy. Y'all, I'm going to be... If, if the apocalypse happened... Yeah, I'm going to your classroom with the fuck goes happening. yes! Heck yes! Um, let's see. Oh, whiteboards. I want whiteboards everywhere. Me too. Because I feel like there's not enough space. I still, actually, I don't want a smart board in my classroom. I don't want a smart board either. I'm not a... They're just, they take up too much yeah. space. They don't work 90% of the time. You know? Yeah, and I just feel like they... They encourage this idea of, like, the teacher at the center of everything. Mm-hmm. Because with a smart board, you only get, what, one smart board pen? Like, you know, the one that mm-hmm. you write with? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, with, like, the newer ones, they have, like, that tray that has, like, the four different colors. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. But still, it's just, like, this idea of, like, I'm the teacher, I'm up here teaching you things on this fancy board. You know nothing, I know everything. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with whiteboards, it's more, it's more equal, you know? Like, it's, like, especially if you have them all around your room, like... This is our space. All mm-hmm. of us are learning here. Yeah. All of us can write on the big board and be fancy people. I felt like whenever, especially, like, I feel like at any time during my education, I was just, like, if I got the opportunity to, like, go up to the board and write something, I felt so, it was Yeah, so you feel fun. Like, like, you feel you like, matter. You feel, yeah, you feel like <laughs> you matter and that you're in power. Yeah. It's like, I'm in charge of my education. <laughs> you know, like, I, it's like, I loved it. You know, and just also the colorful whiteboard markers. Like, yes. Yes. Expo has come out with some beautiful colors. It's true. We should write to them. Yes. We should write them and Please thank them. Please sponsor us. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Expo right now. If you're out there listening. Hey. We're... We will gladly accept donations. We will. We're encouraging people to buy your things. Everyone buy Expo. Yes. Yes. Are we good? Also in Sharpies. And, oh, flare pens. Flare pen? I don't even know what that is. It's the really fancy... Okay, so you know, like, all of those, like, like the thin tip pen, like, the felt tip pens yeah, that, yeah, like, yeah, teachers yeah. have? I have a... Literally a mug of them. Oh, I have some in my backpack yes. right now. <sighs> I swore to myself if I became a teacher, I would, like, buy myself some and... It's happening. By golly, I did it. It's happening. It's happening. It's a thing. But, yeah. So we have the general idea of, like, what our classrooms are gonna be like. Yeah. I'm excited. Me too. Are we ready? I think we're ready. We're ready. Yeah? Yeah.
right. So we talked about all the important things, you know, like future yeah. classroom stuff. So we want to get down to the nitty gritty. Talk about why are we teaching? Why are we crazy enough to do this? Good question. That's <laughs> a lot of good questions. Are they? Yeah. I mean, you start. I mean, I don't know how to like put mine together. Okay. Well, I have wanted to be a teacher since I was a little. Oh, like I was a kid, like I was like four and I was trying to teach my sister how to read. So Aww. it's just, yeah, it's How in cute. me. I don't know what it is. I, uh-huh. I love when you, when you see someone get it, you know, mm-hmm. when they are, have been struggling to understand, to grasp something. And then you see that light bulb go off and it, it makes me happy. It's yeah. like my drug. Aw, cute. Oh, I'm, you make me cry. <laughs> I'm blushing over here. <laughs> you can't see it, you but I'm blushing. so cute. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I've had the complete opposite. Like, when I was little, I think I was around three years old, when I found out that, like, when I figured out that I wanted to be an electrical engineer, and then I got to college, and I realized, wow, this actually really sucks, and I hate it, <laughs> oh, I don't want to be here that's anymore. So sad. And, like, I, I think, uh, well, you know what, actually, it was more like sophomore year of high school. I was taking, like, an engineering class. Yeah. It was just horrible. The teacher was horrible and everything like that, and, you know, that really put a damper on things, and then... You know, I was like, no, 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 this is just a fluke. You know, I'm going to ignore it. Then I actually got to college and I was like, wow, this actually does really suck. And I feel like the reason why I gravitated towards English was because, you know, I've always loved my English classes. Like, I've learned to love it over the years. And that's what I really talked about in, like, my multimodal essays, too, is just, like, how, like, I've learned to appreciate writing as, like, the years have gone by. And... I don't know like I was the only person who could write any of the reports for any of my classes so like my chemistry class like my chemistry lab reports I was the one in charge with that my engineering classes I was the one in charge with that so I feel like I was just like okay like there's there's something going on here and so I remember I had like a week to decide like what I wanted to change my major to and I was like I really like helping people I'm very much of like a mother you are I, I, I've been mothering people all of my life. It's true. So I'm just like, you know, put that together. And then I've, I've always had, I've always loved reading and I've learned to like writing. It's so like, why not put the two of them together? And I'm just like an English teacher. And, you know, a little while ago, I just realized like I'm a third generation teacher. That's know? so cool. So I'm just like, you know, let's keep that, let's keep that pattern going. Let's do it. I love it. You so. came from a family of teachers. I love yeah. that. Lots of teachers. Lots and lots of teachers. Lots and lots of teachers. That and farmers. Yeah, I'm glad you stuck with teaching. <laughs> <laughs> no, the redneck in me does come out every now and then. It does. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. All right. So. Yeah, I think I think we're good. I think we're good. Is that it? I think so. So this is for real, guys. We're actually leaving you now. Yeah. No false alarms. We're doing this. All right. So go forth. Be good. Do, Do good. good. This has been TeacherCast. We're signing off. Bye, y'all.